everybody, and welcome to another very special episode of Ignite Radio Live. Tonight, we've got a very special program for you lined up, and I might set it up this way. Where is the beat? This is the state of Ohio, the birth of Wendy's. So some of you remember that commercial of the little old lady in the very beginning. And she'd, you know, open up that top of the burger and, you know, she'd see just a little morsel of beef. And she'd say, where's the beef? Where's the beef? Some of us, if we're really honest, we're going to keep partaking, but we may wonder, where's the beef? Where's the power? So tonight, we're going to hear some phenomenal testimonies from a recent retreat some of us experienced at down in Damascus. You're going to hear some real testimonies from men whose lives were profoundly impacted through the three days of this experience together at this men's retreat, followed by the homily that punctuated the end of that retreat uh, by Father Jay Horning. He is a wonderful priest from the Diocese of Columbus. And uh, so we're so blessed that you're with us tonight during this very holy week to receive God's grace outpoured, to have confidence that he wants to move. He wants to change lives. He wants to heal our souls. He wants to heal our relationships. He wants to come with power through us. He's not just up there in the clouds, big watchmaker, right? Having wound up the clock and just letting it unfold. No, he wants to be intimately active in our lives and uh, seeing this kingdom come alive in and through us. Before we get to that program, though, we do invite you to please join us at I Love My Family. What are we about? We're families united and more fully discovering, proclaiming, living, and building the kingdom. We've been doing this for over nine years. Over a million people have been impacted by our media. Over 40,000 have participated in our events. And uh, we really want to see homes become that kind of place. So that weekends such as the one we experience don't just sit in our memories. That we don't just speak of God's grace as that place with those people at that time. But we truly discover how our homes are meant to be that custom design retreat. So join us at ilovemyfamily.us. Maybe even consider clicking on that partnership tab at ilovemyfamily.us and uh, joining us. We have a big vision for transforming marriages and families close to us and reverberating throughout the world. With no further ado, let's get to tonight's program. Who here has had uh, an ex- uh, a powerful experience this weekend? That's amazing. Yes. And so what's really important when you have a powerful experience, and it says this in scripture, that um, we shall overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And that scripture is so powerful because what it's speaking to is that in order to overcome the enemy, what we need to do is we need to experience the blood of the lamb, right? And experience the, and that's what we do when we gather here at the mass is we're experiencing the sacrifice of the lamb. And so when we experience the sacrifice of the lamb, we get to experience his grace. And what we need to do is we need to continue to testify to that sacrifice, if that makes sense. So as we continue to testify to what happens here on this altar, to the sacrifice of the lamb, to what Jesus did for us on the cross, and how that, that, that blood is continuing throughout ages and ages and ages. As we continue to testify to that, we are bringing about that sacrifice happening again and again in the world. What does that mean? That the salvific action... Of, of Jesus Christ in this world continues to multiply as we share the gospel, as we testify to what God's done in our own lives, how he's changed our own lives. So that was a lot of words, but plainly stated, God wants to speak and God wants to speak through you. And so what we want to do is we want to take 
this period of time to just actually have you guys come up here and testify, to share testimony. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. To share. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the best radio voice. Give it up for Gabe. <laughs> the best radio voice ever. So what we want to do is we want to give you guys the opportunity to, to, to speak that overcoming nature that God speaks about in scripture, to actually come up here and share what God did in you this weekend and what he wants to do in you moving forward. In my prayer time this morning, the Lord said to me, and I think he says to you, quiet your mind and heart. I am here. I am with you. I am in you. I have made you my own. You are precious in my eyes. Do not fear when I ask you to step out. I go before you. I am a warrior. I stand between you and all harm. Kevin Pugh from Pataskala. This moment's important, is an important part. Technology. This, Martin, this moment is an important part of your individual destiny. The plan of God on your life. The rest of your life begins today. We're all working towards our own individual salvation and we have a mind towards that moment at our death when we will be personally judged, but there's more. Even though our life is over at that point, the total effect of our life will not be known until the final judgment when Christ returns. Every moment matters. Every conversation, every circumstance we encounter is important in the lens of eternity. If you are a biological father, take care of your children's spiritual welfare. In addition, we're called to be spiritual fathers to many that God sends our way. If you watch for it, expect it, then act on it. The saying goes, there are three kinds of men. Men that choose to make things happen, men that watch things happen, and men that wonder what happened. The day you were born, the hourglass was turned over, and when the last grain of sand falls through the glass, you'll be going home. Use your time well. Fulfill your destiny. Hey guys, um, what's up? Hey, uh, hey, my wife uh, signed uh, my two sons and me up uh, in October after uh, she was here in October at Damascus for the women's retreat. At that time, she sat here in front of all the women and laid down on, right here on this ground, right here, and said she couldn't see Jesus because there's a wall. Well, of course, you can't see Jesus when you're laying down because there's, there's a wall here. Right? Well, then she stood up, or sat up, and she still couldn't see it because she's short and couldn't see over the wall. Right? But then she stood up, and Jesus is right there. Well, since that day in October, my wife passed away in February. It's okay. Because she sent me here to be with her. And the reason why she sent me here to be with her... Thank you.
Now, you guys remain standing up, because this is my point. She sent me here to be with you guys to let you know. You guys are warriors. There is no wall that can keep you between you and Jesus. None. What you have to do is you have to climb this wall as warriors and stand up and be the priest, the prophet, and the king for your family. Because that is where you're supposed to be. Thanks, guys. How do you follow that up? Wow. How do you follow that? I don't know. He's the man. You know, when I was, I was asked to come here, it was because another retreat double booked our group, and I said yes. I had no idea what I was getting into. And I, but I did know I needed something because, like Joe, I lost a son last November, and I thought this would be my opportunity to heal. And immediately after my yes, God put his plan in action. He got me to counseling right after I said yes. And the counselor last Wednesday said, Barry, you didn't have control over your son's addiction. You didn't have that control. God did. And I still fought with it, my guilt and his salvation. But Friday night during adoration, you were all out here singing and I got in line and I knelt right here in front of the Eucharist. When I put my hand on the altar, God said, I've got him. And I'm at peace now because of your love and God's love. Thank you. You are listening to a very special program of Ignite Radio Live, moments from the Damascus Retreat for Men called Anointed. Find out more about our movement at ilovemyfamily.us. Hi, everyone. My name is Alan. I'm 22 years old. So coming here, yeah, Barons, go Barons, baby. Um, so I'm a leader in a few ministries, and honestly, I came here pretty burnt out. And um, desperately searching for, like, an, a way to kind of restore my manhood. I don't have the best relationship with my father, but coming here and seeing all of you men, praise the Lord, life-changing. If there's any lie in you, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, it's the only reason why I'm coming up here. If there's any lie in you that says you're a crappy father, that you literally don't know what you're doing, or that like you being here makes no difference whatsoever, that's a lie straight from hell. I say that because of the fact that you men focusing on your faith and just inspiring me and all the other men around you, powerful, life-changing, and genuinely, I don't know, I came here and said, like, very, very burnt out, but, like, after this weekend with all you men, with, you know, my amazing small group leaders and just getting to know a lot of you, like, this was probably one of the best weekends that I've had in a really long time, and just the Lord has filled my cup, and as I go back onto campus serving in these different ministries that I'm a leader for, I'm going to remember you men in the back of my head, and the different adoration, and the praise and worships, and the different keynote speakers, and bring that back and realize that I'm a priest, prophet, king, and that not just myself, but everyone in this room We're going to stand there and we're going to make an impact in the name of the Lord. So, yeah, thank you guys. Let's go. Come on. Yo, that was sick. Come on. Hi, Steve from Cleveland. Uh, So I came into this uh, retreat with a whole lot of self-doubt. I'm just just not good enough. Uh, I can't help bring others to Christ or anything. Um, And then 
at Mass yesterday morning, right when I received the Eucharist, I just, I heard, I'm enough, you're enough, the way you are. Um, and then after that, that yesterday afternoon, um, I, I got this image in my head of just me and God the Father at an empty table. Just him looking at me, me looking at him. And I didn't know what that meant. And then like 30 minutes ago, I kind of realized it is, it's an empty table. I got to fill it up with others, with uh, my family back home, my friends back home. So that's what I got out of this retreat. Yo, that was sick. Number one, I'm honored to be with every one of you. I wish I could talk and meet with every one of you. God has blessed me. I am happily married 32 or so years, eight children, four grandchildren, and three on the way this year. About five or seven years ago, I can't remember, I started, I had a desire to read scripture every morning. Before I went to the gym, yes, I still play basketball. Um, I would read scripture and then I'd shuffle off to the gym. It's a 10 minute drive. It's an eight minute drive. It's an eight minute drive. So I'd read scripture and I'm sure not going to be late for basketball. I get there early, warm up. I do the floor. I'm good. <laughs> and I walked into the gym one day and Ricky checks us in and he's, he has not one but two Bibles in front of him. And I said, Ricky, you read the Bible? Yes, sir, I do. I said, that's awesome. He said, do you read? You bet I do. <laughs> and he said to me, what did you read this morning? It was an eight-minute drive. I read the Word of God, and I couldn't remember what in the blank I read. And at that moment, I said, that will never happen again. That will never happen again. And now you stop me on the street and I will tell you about the first reading. Maybe not the responsorial psalm, but I will sure as heck tell you about the gospel. And then one more thing. One more thing. I know I'm over time. I know I'm over time. One more thing. I don't want him to pull me off. I'm going to back up. I have graduated. I'm not done. I have graduated to where I, I write reflections two or three times a week and I just throw them out. And I've gone beyond, I, and the devil criticizes everything I do, everything I do. And my 14-year-old son and I have started a podcast. We're doing videos, and we're not done. We are just getting started. Unabashedly, Catholic ad lib, YouTube, Spotify, check it out. Love you. Yeah. I do not have a podcast. Um, I'll make this quick. Like, the Lord called me back to church. I was a lost. The Lord called me back to church three years ago. I did, not, I did not raise my sons in the faith. And of their own choice, they are here this weekend. And of their own choice. Uh, they are in RCIA and they will be uh, confirmed and have their first communion this Easter vigil. So, love them. I, I had very little to do with that. God did all of that. And my testimony today is that 
I know Jesus had me. I knew that coming into this. Um, I got to witness. We got up on the high ropes. I was scared to death. Uh, my sons went ahead of me. They were leaned on each other, and I got to watch God. Just I know Jesus has them now. So I am so blessed to be able to witness that as a father, and I am just that is my testimony for this this weekend. So thank you guys. Hi, I'm Jamie Brickner. I'm from Finley. Um, my, da- <laughs> my, daughter's, my daughter's been here several times and talked about some of the amazing things that have happened. And I got to be honest, I was really jealous. Um, sadly, I've, I've been extremely devout in my faith for a while, um, but I've never experienced some of the things that she's experienced uh, and so I came here hoping to experience some of that. And two things I learned that I really wanted to share with you guys. Um, God didn't give me the healing that I wanted. But through the incredible people that I met here and the incredible experiences that I've shared with people, he gave me the healing that I needed. Wow. Now you guys are going to make me run over time. <laughs> The second thing that he had to remind me, and he had it almost beat into me this weekend, was when you go home, don't worry, because you've got this. And the reason you've got this is because he's got you. So thank you for everything. Hey guys, my name is Jeff Hyman. Um, I, uh, I, I learned of Damascus probably three years ago through a really good friend of mine, Paul Green. Um, his son's been coming here since sixth grade. So we sent Max to camp here and the, the experience he had was unbelievable. So again, through Paul, I learned about the men's retreat and uh, I, I jumped all over it because I knew, heck, if it was just half as special as Max's then it'd be a great thing. So uh, something great happened for me. Well, you know, listen, I, come to, I came here with a great faith and solid faith, but we're always, we're always climbing, right? But uh, the, the first night when we had the opportunity to kneel before the altar, um, I, I had a skiing accident many, many years ago, and, and I tore my meniscus and crushed the top of this tibia. And ever since then, I really had a hard time kneeling. So when I came up here, I kind of kneeled right over here, and I just was like shaking in pain. And uh, our group leader, Roger, young, great young man, Roger Dickerson, asked if he could pray over me and uh, pray for my knee. And he did. And I knelt that day, or that afternoon yesterday. So I'm going to kneel here. I'm just going to tell you that I feel absolutely no pain in my knee. I just, I just want to say thanks be to God, and God bless all of you. Amen. 
Gentlemen, uh, my name is Art Klatt. Uh, I have uh, five kids going on six um, in my 14th year of marriage. Uh, but uh, yeah, just just had an incredible time this weekend. Um, I'm somewhat of a retreat junkie, so I go on a lot of retreats. Uh, but uh, this was this was just really special time with the Lord, and so many of you had so much to do with that. Uh, know the joy that the Father has in me, and that's a that's a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful feeling. Uh, one thing I just wanted to do really quick, if all the missionaries could stand up, guys, let's just give it for them, right? Like, The world would say that these men put their these men and women would, would have put their life on hold, right? And and just just kind of wasted a couple of years of their life. But look at the good that they're doing, right? Um, my kids are gonna be blessed to come to this camp for years to come and have an encounter with Jesus. And it's only through these volunteers that that happens. So I, I just really appreciate it. You are listening to a very special program of Ignite Radio Live, moments from the Damascus Retreat for Men called Anointed. Find out more about our movement at ilovemyfamily.us. Hi, my name is Justin. I'm from uh, St. Paul in Westville. Um, I, just, I had a lie on my heart coming into this that um, prevented me from speaking to my family, especially my, my sisters, uh, my in-laws, stuff like that. I'm really good at, if I get up in front of a group of people I don't know, or I go do stuff with like youth group at church, stuff like that, it's fine, safe. But when I'm talking to uh, my family, I'm timid, I'm fearful, I'm afraid to give them the truth, give them a prophetic word. Um, and th- I had no idea what the topic for this, was, this retreat was gonna be, and it was perfect. The anointed, I feel so empowered and anointed in my role as priest, prophet, and king to go and speak to them with the bold, merciful love of Jesus. So you are as well. Table number one. All right, in the back. I'm Chad Wilson from Columbus, Ohio. I'm up here because my daughter Mari and my son Charlie have come to this camp. They've taken the microphone and they've shared their testimonies. But I gotta tell you, as a father, I looked at my son this year, who's a freshman at Watterson, grew out his hair, curly, you know, now he's into girls, and he didn't want to go to camp. And I told him, I said, Charlie, this is a non-negotiable. You're going to camp this year. But I just want to tell you guys something. I, myself, I did not want to come to camp this weekend. Why? Because I have a million other things I want to do in this world, and the missionaries, you were a gift. Every man, you were a gift. I want to sustain this in the future, don't you? And so I I just want to say, I wish there was like an auto renew button because I would push that button now. And I wish all of you will push that button and encourage more men to come. And if you haven't done this yet, the missionaries are very humble. They only make what they raise. So if you've been gift with a wallet, if you've been gift with money, Consider giving to your, to, your minist- to, to, the, to your group leader. Make a donation, put their name, and allow them to go buy whatever they need to, to, to do it. But we need to sustain those that are giving to us, 
right? So we can come back next year and we can bring more men. If you're with me, stand up and let's raise some money for the missionaries. All right, who's going to do it? Who's going to raise some money for the missionaries? All right. Hey, we did not plant Chad. We did not plant Chad. We promise. We promise. Hey, guys. Steve Norton. Sacred Heart of Jesus Wadsworth. Table nine. Ben is our dude. Uh, just like the gentleman before us, I, I, my kids have been coming here for the last three years, and I make a point to make sure that they come here because I know that what they're going to have is an encounter. And I always think that my kids need this. They need this. They need to come here, have that encounter because they come home and they've changed. They're on fire. But just like a lot of other men in this house, room, I focus only on my kids and sometimes I don't focus enough on myself too, to know that I need to have that encounter as well. And when the men's retreat came up this year and it was flashing up on the board at the end of uh, end of uh, summer camp this year. They're like, oh, dad, you got to go. Dad, you got to go. Dad, you got to go. And you know what? They're right. Because me, just like a lot of other men here, did have an encounter this weekend. And you don't encounter Christ and leave the same way. And I'm inspired to go back. And just like my kids, come home on fire, a changed man making a difference in the world. All right, my, uh, my name is Cody. Uh, my wife sent me here actually as a Christmas present, so Merry Christmas to me, I guess. Uh, so to the gentleman, lost your spouse, your wife, gentleman, lost your son, and to every man, every person in here, loss creates heartache no one can heal, but love creates memories no one can steal. Last night, Anthony asked me to lead a prayer in our, our small group, and first thing that came to mind said it out loud, and I remember writing and wrote everything, everything down uh, to every man here, every married man here. Lord, Jesus, Holy Spirit, bring upon all of us the authority to go out and challenge rather than control in our leadership of our families. Be great spouses, great husbands, GSK, God, spouse, kids, in that order every day. And to the young men, that are single yet, that are discerning. Your vocation is coming and will be here as soon as it can. Take pride in it. And everyone go out there with relentless conviction. Amen. So this is more of not even a conversion, but a comeback. So about four years ago was my last retreat here, and uh, this was a me problem, but I did not leave on good terms. It was more a me problem, is what my father would say. And, uh, well, when I came back four years later, I came back up to here, and I kind of got, you know, we have dads here, and he said, you know, fathers, you say the, you know, hey. You know, you get that look when your son messes up. Well, I messed up, and I openly wept onto the point right there that a little bit of blood came out. And uh, I'm really proud of that, and I'm proud for the small group. But no, it's just, I think one thing we take away is it doesn't start when we go to work tomorrow. 
It starts when we make that left or right out of this driveway and what we do with it. So, and uh, it's, it's, it's on us now. So, are we Rangers or are we Kings? Fire. Fire. So, uh, Joe's wife was my youth minister, and she's the one that brought me here today. Uh, she came back from the women's retreat, and she's like, you have to come. You have to come to Damascus. So I'm like, all right, sure. Day the registration opens, she calls me up. She's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing nothing. I'm sitting on my computer. And she's like, all right, you're registering right now. Do it. <laughs> okay, sure. So I get here, and during adoration that first night, I just see this image, and, but it's obscured. Like, you know, in school when you have the, either the overhead projector or, you know, the normal projector, depending on how old you are. <laughs> I had both, so. Uh, if someone stands in front of you, you can't see everything. It's obscured. So I just see, it looks like just sky. And so I'm like, I, I don't know what this is. So when we close our eyes the next day, I was like, God, show me what that is. And I see just the sky and the sea. And then there's a ship that comes out. And I'm like, God, what, what do you think of me? He's like, You're, you are lost. I just see me on the ship, the ship going toward a cross that's floating in the sky. And so last night during adoration, I just, as soon as the monstrance goes by me, I just start weeping. I'm like, just out of joy of being in his presence. And then I just see Joe's wife up there with him, and she's like, see, I told you. This is why you're here. So. You are listening to a very special program of Ignite Radio Live, moments from the Damascus Retreat for Men called Anointed. Find out more about our movement at ilovemyfamily.us. This June will be uh, the fourth year anniversary of my priesthood. And I've, I've had this secret dream that I'd be at a mass where a child would run onto the sanctuary. <laughs> so, Felicity, thank you for making my dream come true today. <laughs> the heart of a child is so perfect. Okay. I just, yeah, dream come true. Damascus makes all your dreams come true. <laughs> Ugh, so true. So let's take a, a, just a quick moment to kind of break down wh- what we heard in these readings so far. So that first reading from Isaiah, uh, particularly the line where, where the Lord is saying, I am doing something new. Announce my praise. Like, like brothers, is the Lord doing something new in you today? Amen. Right, so go announce that praise, amen? amen. Okay, responsorial psalm. This is the whole part of it, right? Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with a joy. So if, if, if he's doing something new and we're called to announce that, then we announce it with a joy. We're not like, so what'd you do this weekend? Uh, I was at this Damascus thing and they gave me some cigars and whiskey one night and <laughs> there was a pig, it was fine. This kid ran on the stage, it's just kind of weird. They made me like do stuff with my hands. I was just like, no, like I was just at Damascus and I just recognized and realized I've been anointed priest, prophet, king and I am here to give you a message from the Lord. <laughs> 
So do things with joy. Second reading, Paul to the Philippians, is that acknowledgement that we have been taken possession of by Christ. That's gonna be really important halfway through this homily. Okay. But there's also this, um, this encouragement, even like a sense of zeal, where it's like there's this straining forward to lo- what lies ahead. It's like I'm straining forward to like enter into this new moment of my life because I look forward to it. I continue the pursuit towards the goal because the prize of God's upward call is in Christ Jesus. So he's doing something new. I announce that with praise. I'm filled with joy. Christ has taken possession over me. I am moving forward and then the gospel. How am I gonna spin the gospel of adultery into this? Don't worry, I'm a priest, I have practice. (laughs) It's not so much the focus on the sin of adultery as much as it is on Jesus' reply to the woman. When he says to her, woman, who condemns you? She says, no one. He says, I don't condemn you either. However, comma, don't do it again. (laughs) Go and sin no more. As a priest, I hear hours upon hours of confessions, and I still, and I pray this will be for the rest of my priesthood, believe at the depth and core of my heart that when I say those words of absolution, I absolve you from your sins, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, go, your, your, your sins are forgiven. I truly believe that that man, that woman, that individual will never sin again, that they have the potential to go and sin no more. I truly believe that. When I see them the next week, I'm happy they're back because they acknowledge their fault. However, I truly believe that by God's grace, we can avoid all sin. And so that's the the important element when Jesus says to her, go and sin no more. But there is a really important line for us to consider as men. So when the Pharisees and the scribes come and say, we caught this woman in the very act of adultery, what were you doing, guys? It's kind of (laughs) sketchy. It's kind of messed up. If we actually look at the law in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 22, says any man caught with any woman, they both die. So where's the guy? Why are we letting him off the hook? That's not okay. So let's take all of that into consideration of what this weekend has been about being anointed priest, prophet, king, to embrace with a new vigor, a new zeal, the reality that was given to you in your baptism, reaffirmed in your confirmation, and as something that will never, ever, 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 ever go away. You thought I was on repeat, didn't you? It's okay. So that gospel not only gives us the encouragement to go, and sin no more. But it makes us call into question this. Not even a question, just a reality. As men, we are called to confront the social structures of society. We are called to address legal disparities. 
We are called to challenge and fix, in some degree, cultural norms that shield men to protect them in lieu of allowing everyone else to be hurt. So, men, we must seek the changes the world needs, that the world actually desperately needs right now in this year 2022. And by your anointing of priest, prophet, king, you have the authority to make those changes happen, first and foremost, in ourselves. In any of those places where we have seen ourselves like shrink back into sin, shrink back into temptation, shrink back into fear, lowliness, whatever it is, because it's like, I just don't want to face that. This man in the gospel is a coward, but also is at fault just as much as the woman. But it's going to take a revolutionary call of men to fix this world. I do believe also wholeheartedly that the the church has survived 2,000 plus years because of the prayers of women. So, not you, the ones in the back. But guys, it's by their prayers that we are called to the action. We're called to stand in place to to speak where we are given that privilege and power to speak. So this anointing priest, prophet, king, by baptism, it begins, sealed in confirmation, and we recognize and we hear that these sacraments actually change us. They, They make us act different. And so my first challenge is, act different. Act like you've actually been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Act like you've been confirmed by the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Act like you're a man of God. And I say all of this to myself. So it's not like, I'm up here and I'm fancy. No, I'm actually like right here with you. I'm like, all right, guys, like, let's do this, okay? Like, are you with me? 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 Let's go, let's go. Okay. So, I'm going to go for it. I'm doing it. No, I'm kidding. No, I I won't do it the crazy way, but. Okay. But like, seriously, like, this is not a one and done thing. This is not just like, okay, the priest is telling me this. Like, this is an everyday living out. All right, I'm find my notes again. Got excited. Brad was talking about uh, the everyday anointing. And, and it made me think about, yeah, the, the anointing has many things. But, but in the end, we're anointed to go. So you think about those in the sacraments. Baptism, we're anointed to go and be alive. In confirmation, we're anointed to go and, and be on mission. As a priest, I'm anointed on my hands to go and serve. Jesus was anointed before his death to go and die and even was anointed after his death to go to the glorification of the body. Anointing moves us. It it makes us act. 
And you think about all of the, the titles that we've heard this weekend. The most, I think the most important title, and the most important title for us to reconsider is the title of Father. Being ordained as a 30-year-old and hearing those confessions to begin with, when a person comes in and he says, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned, I think to myself, am I old enough to do this? I mean, like, I grew up my beard to specifically, like, stop people thinking I was a child. (laughs) But, like, for all of you fathers in here, you, you biological fathers, like, did you think you were old enough the moment you heard that from your wife? You're like, wait, what? <laughs> you probably, like, after, like, the shell shock, you got excited. But this title of father, whether it's a spiritual father, a biological father, um, the, the idea of, it, like, a father, fatherliness to a brother, to a sister, father is a title of honor. It's a title of, of privilege. It's not a right that we have. I've heard it said before that, you know, anyone can be a dad, but not everyone is meant to be a father. And we have a father in heaven who loves and adores and just gushes over you. And you're like, man, that sounds kind of soft, father. Yeah, I don't care. Get soft sometimes. So it's not, it's not a right but it's, it's an honor and it should rock our worlds when we're put in places to be fathers for others. This anointing priest, prophet, king, Jesus in his priesthood, in his propheticness, in his kingliness, gives us those same titles that lead to fatherhood in a variety of capacities. We hear in scripture how others receive these anointings. You think of David and you think of Saul and you know, they didn't do such a hot job. But just as Jesus becomes then the new Adam, right? He, he fixes all of the error of the of original man. We are called to then be like Jesus for our families, for our communities, for our churches. And so it goes into this idea that we're anointed to go, but we're anointed to go for mission. So that first one is to serve, right? Serve your family. Serve your wife, your girlfriend, your brother, your sister, your son, your daughter, your parents, your neighbors, the stranger, your, your coworkers, whoever it is. Serve in that anointedness of priest, prophet, king. Secondly, Be bold. You're anointed to be bold, to be men who will step out into an uncomfortable situation. I'm I'm not sure how many of you guys had come up here before and like talked in front of a bunch of people, but y'all did a great job. It was awesome. And and again, whatever stereotypes you want to play in, like guys just don't share their feelings, like Okay, well, but, but we can, and we should, and we actually need to. Like, there's a, there's a need to be bold in sharing fraternal love with each other. So walk with your brothers in a holy fraternity. Third, we're anointed for a mission so that we can be close to Christ, to, to be in his work, to be a part of the work. 
This next one uh, is one that Damascus taught me. I should have asked this question before. How many of you, is this your first time to Damascus? Oh my gosh, praise the Lord. Yeah. How many of you have been to Damascus before because you've been on a retreat here, perhaps? All right, all right, good. How many of you are familiar with this because your kids have come here? How many of you uh, didn't raise their hand? Nice, okay, I ran out of questions. But one of the things that their formation is so beautiful with the missionaries, they talk about this theology of play. Yeah? Yeah. Theology of play. And uh, during, the, I was here during Equip when they were talking about it and, you know, we were, uh, there was like imaginary like jump rope going on up here and, and like capture the flag outside and it was just so cool. Um, I wiped out on the gravel, it was great. <laughs> it's good stuff. This idea of theology of play, like men, whether, again, whatever your, your, your status of vocation is in life, men, we are called to have fun with the Lord so that we can have fun with the people around us. Like, this is, this is so essential, to have fun with God so that you can have fun with your kids. To have fun with God so you can have fun with, with the people around you. So that way, like, you're not like, when you get home, you're like, I'm tired. It's like, they just want to be with their father. And, and you're the father. You're the heavenly father to them. You know, like, how beautiful is that? So you're anointed to have this theology of play, to have fun with God, to laugh with him, to cry with him, to, to rejoice with him. Next, you're, you're called for this anointing of encounter. All those sacraments are encounters. They're ways that we, 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 we meet him. And then Brad said this, we're anointed to, for the conversion of the world. Right, so if it's, if it's to impact us, it's meant to not just stay within myself, but to impact those around me. Anointing ultimately does this. Anointing brings us freedom. All right, say freedom. freedom. Yeah, like anointing gives us freedom. That's so beautiful. If you look at it in, in like a theological understanding, it imprints something on our soul. It, there's a seal here. But oil also was used as a, a sign for abundance and joy. It was used to cleanse things, to, to make the body limber. Uh, it's also a sign of healing and, and soothing. So when we have wounds, we actually use oil to go into those. And oil really makes radiant beauty, health, and strength. All of that is happening inside of you. What's most beautiful is that this anointing, it never stops working. You know, Brad was talking about the nard and everything, about like how that smell stays forever. Well, it stays for like that, the period of days, but the anointing never goes away. Like that anointing exists in your soul perpetually, forever, without ceasing. So all this mission, all this stuff means you can do it because you've been anointed by the Lord to do it. Amen? Amen. And the fruits, the fruits come over time. They may not be seen immediately, maybe thinking like, okay, you know, I've prayed for my family, I've prayed for this, I, I'm making this conversion in my heart, like, the fruits will come over time, we have to trust the Lord with that. I want to just end with, with this kind of reality. So I mentioned the ladies in the back. You may not have realized this, maybe you did, um, they have been praying their butts off for you. 
I, I'm not exaggerating. They're crazy, and I love them. But they were, they were doing intercessory prayer yesterday before your, your time last night in prayer. And there was a, a line they just started to sing over and over again. And it was, you'll anoint their heads with oil. Their cups will overflow. And they prayed this for you just for like a solid five minutes. Just singing like, you'll anoint their heads with oil. Their cups will overflow. And they just wanted whatever you needed to like be broken down for you so you could receive the Father in a new way. So guys, do you think those prayers worked yesterday? So whatever the motivation was that brought you here, whatever it was that dragged you here, whatever it was that that said, I'm willing to take this step into something new or different or unknown, here's the last thing we have to do if it hasn't been done. We have to give ourselves permission to let the Lord continue to work. So I just invite you to to say this. Father, Father, I give you permission permission to allow your work to to continue. Guys, that, that's essential because people have prayed for you. People have interceded for you. People have literally been on their knees begging God for you this weekend, whether they're here or back home or somewhere else in the world because you've been anointed to do something big. This is, this is the ultimate last thing, and I'm gonna be quiet, okay. Um, I'm gonna need Joseph's help in a second. I'm not sure about the rest of you, but um, I love praise and worship, but praise and worship for me kind of has always been in this box, like, like this is my box. Ah! Ah! I'm freaking out, right? Like, this is my happy box. Don't mess with my box. And yet... There's such an importance of, of just letting ourselves be exposed to the Lord. And when it comes to, to like speaking that prayer out loud, uh, you guys were doing it the other day, and I, and I was thinking to myself, I am such a timid individual when it comes to that spontaneous speaking out of prayer. You, you were doing some type of, of song, or he's like, let's just like say thanks to the Lord or whatever. And I was like, it got like really quiet all of a sudden. Like the music was still going. And you guys were all like, yeah, Lord, love you, yeah. You went from like, praise the Lord, Jesus. To, yeah, Jesus. Like, when you were invited to make that personal statement, it got really quiet. And I was like, that's, that's how I feel. I said, Lord, Lord why, why am I so afraid? And I realized I'm afraid because I think if I do that, I'm gonna be too loud. Like, I think that the joy of speaking to the Lord, like my love of my heart is gonna be so loud, it's actually gonna like annoy the people around me. But that's something we need to reclaim. So, I'm just gonna invite everyone to stand and just to repeat after me. I have a voice. I have a powerful voice. I have a powerful voice anointed. I have a powerful 
I have a powerful voice anointed to speak. I have a powerful voice anointed to speak for God. So Joseph's going to kind of take us into a moment of just like this opportunity to, to speak with our powerful voices that have been anointed to God so that you know with confidence you have the ability to be loud. You have the ability to to make an impact. You have the ability to take what you've received and go and do it somewhere else because it can't be kept here. It's not supposed to be kept here. It's got to go back out in the world. And you are the warriors and the missionaries that are going to go back into the world to do that. Amen? It doesn't matter if it sounds right or not. It's just a matter that you, that you say it. It just matters that you say it. So my last, my last request, my last request as a father to my brothers, my sons, please, when you go home, wherever you go, help your priest. I am so filled when I come here because these missionaries love me in an unconditional, unworthy way. And when I go home, I have a group of men who, who fill me and they just, they empower me. And when I'm empowered, I want to give that power back and it's just this beautiful reciprocal cycle. And so it might be a little uncomfortable, it might be a lot, but like go up to him and say, Father, what do you need? How can I love you? Do you want to go get a beer? Like help him out because you've been anointed to do this. Thank you so much for being with us tonight on Ignite Radio Live. We are so blessed to be on this journey with you. And we cannot more strongly say God is with us. Proclaim that God is with us, that he's active, he's personal. He's wanting to move in our hearts and minds, in our relationships. He wants to be a conquering God. Please join us in this great adventure of more fully discovering, proclaiming, living, and building the kingdom. How awesome if we could make our homes that kind of place. If you desire that, if you want to learn more about it, if you need support in it, please join us at ilovemyfamily.us. And again, we do encourage you to please consider partnering with us. We rely on your prayers and financial support. So click on that partnership tab, again, at ilovemyfamily.us. And uh, certainly check out the phenomenal work of Damascus at cysc.com. God bless Dark.
my soul. 